Welcome, welcome one, welcome all to uh, Talking Bollocks. Um, it's nice to have you all back. Uh, this edition just uh, caught the regular listeners by surprise there because uh, I don't normally play the whole song. And you uh, uh, new listeners, you'll just have to uh, yeah, work out what the deal is, basically. Um, but uh, normally it's just the beginning bit of that song and then uh, I do my, uh, do my thing. But I thought I'd do the whole song because... Uh, my name is Howard H. Smith. I did used to front um, that band that you were just listening to, um, Acid Rain. And um, today, Monday the 4th of August, which is when I'm recording this, um, uh, our, uh, the Apple Core archives have been released as of today. A few people have sent pictures in and stuff, and uh, yeah, it all looks really cool. So um, that's what I used to do. I now do stand-up, and, uh, and I do this for you as often as possible, and it's great fun. So, um, already messed with the standard of the with the natural order of things by playing the whole song there. I'm gonna switch around again and change the format just to keep you uh, you people on your toes. And um, I'm gonna go straight into an interview. Now um, I'm gonna say right now ahead of the interview you're about to hear that um, this is something that will never be repeated. Um, this interview will probably always be my favourite ever interview, no matter who I could ever interview, because it's it's not so much an interview, it's more of an experience, and um, uh, and I think you're going to find it uh, quite an interesting one to be um, uh, to be listening in on. Um, safe to say, Frankie and I have never met. Um, as Frankie from Channel Zero, uh, we've never met. Um, this was the first time that we had. Um, I knew that we had um, something in common that um, comes up quite early um, in the interview. That's why I, I mention it. And Frankie and I um, have a conversation that we should have had 20 years ago. Um, all will rec all will become clear. But um, this was the um, this was the most tiring, moving, uh, depressing, enjoyable, exhilarating. Um, uh, cleansing is that is that too arty? Cleansing uh, kind of experience, it, which all sounds bizarre. So, and I know it does. So I'm doing a very bad job of, of, of kind of introing this. Um, you'll probably understand why when you listen to it that I'm struggling with trying to introduce it. So um, everybody, um, just uh, enjoy yourselves. Me and Frankie are on Skype. It's video Skype, so we can see each other. So if there's any references to visuals, sorry. And he does walk me around his flat at one point to show me something. Um, but anyway, um, this is uh, my favourite ever interview and always will be. And this is um, me and Frankie uh, from Channel Zero having a chat. Aha. Here we go. Hello. Hey, hey, Howard. How are you doing, man? I'm very well. How are you? <laughs> fine, fine. Yeah, my status is always actually like offline because otherwise uh, I get like calls. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. That's you, the why I hide a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You being the uh, Belgian Phil Anselmo and all that. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so uh, look, thanks for doing this. Um, no problem. It, it's um, 
So I, look, let's get straight to it. Do you um, do, do you uh, do you know uh, the story behind? Well, the story behind me getting hold of you, really, because we've we've met and we've played together. Hmm. Yeah, um, Andy was telling me, but I can't remember. Was yeah. it on a on somewhere on the tour with the body count? Ah, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm hoping you will remember, but this is quite funny because um, anybody who listens to my podcast, um, I, I, I seem to do interviews with people who I've met before and they always go, no, I'm sorry, I, can't, I, can't, I don't remember you. I did, a, I did one with uh, Tommy Victor from Prong um, huh? and he was like, no, I don't remember. And then we finished the interview and then offline he was like, do you know what? I do remember you now. <laughs> so, okay, right. Um, when I'm... I, if- I, I can't uh, bring it back. It was... I probably will know. I probably will know because my hard disk works really well, but sometimes I'm like, I, at this moment, I can't place it. Absolutely no problem, Frank. The, the, <laughs> the, the thing is, um, we played on a bill with nuclear assault in Ghent. It was when you had your demo out. I don't think you were signed yet. Woo! That uh, was uh, with uh, Napalm Death. No, it was uh, it was nuclear assault. I, I I sang in Acid Rain. It was nuclear assault. Oh, yeah, Acid, Acid Rain. I remember the name. Right. Ooh, okay. Really like nineteen ninety. Yo. Yeah. 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 We're talking. Um, I think actually nineteen eighty nine. Well, we exist from nineteen March nineteen ninety. So the oh right. I know we did a couple of shows like on the early very first moment and it was, was it not in the Alcatraz cafe uh, no I don't think it was it was in like some big hut um, uh, and it, it puts away you it was before your demo it was before like way before your demo um, I don't know if you like it was like it was or is it the Vorette the Vorette yeah. called the Vorette it was like a hall with, with uh, one balcony kind of type yeah. Ah, yeah, yeah. But it was Alcatraz concert, probably uh, organizing because Alcatraz was actually. I mean, Philip from Alcatraz Cafe was our first guy who was like taking care of us a little bit, and that's the reason why we were on these builds. Right. So it, it had to be, but I'm sure it's in the Vorage. Uh It's oh, nuclear nuclear salt acid rain. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think there was a more another band still no. Maybe, maybe. Um, yeah, I think four bands were there. But it's, woo, we're talking about 24 years ago. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm fucking old. <laughs> <laughs> I pretend not to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't, don't, don't we all? <laughs> um, <What a> day. <laughs> yeah, it's ni- nice to see you again. Oh, it's just, uh, Skype. Just... The, the, line, the line broke a little bit. What yeah. did you say? Um, well, look, um, I've, this is, um, this is kind of a, a, a really, uh, this could be quite interesting, right? Um, I got a letter here. Yeah. Um, now given that you don't remember my band, there's a chance that you won't remember this guy either. Um, but do you remember a guy in English? It would be Tony Hermans. Tony Hermans. Yeah. Or as, or it would be in Belgian. I think it'd be Toon, T-O-O-N. You got to be kidding me! Are you serious? Yeah, I'm serious, yeah, man. That's, that's, that's uh, I get the point. I get the point. Um, yeah, he was a real good friend of mine. 
he was um he was a good friend of mine as well and um uh, and uh look if it, if it's okay with you i just um i uh, i have a letter here that from him yes that that, yep. I, that i want to read to you um and it says uh it's the 18th of december 1990 and it says yo h um i think this will be the last letter you'll be getting from me at the moment um you'll have this i will be dead this is no joke, but merely, unfortunately, I didn't enjoy living anymore. Things didn't go my way anymore. Things I wanted to happen didn't happen. Things uh, I didn't want to happen were happening all the time. Well, to put it short and brief, there was no more fun in life. I'm sorry, but I can't live like that. I'm writing this note to the people I like most, so I thought I'd let you know. After all, we've been writing for two years now. I, w um, I hope you and Acid Rain all the best for the future. Did you like Channel Zero demo? You should really contact Frankie one day. Tell him you know me. Maybe you can do business together. Oh my God, this is almost like, almost like surreal. It is, isn't well, it? He, he was a really good friend of mine and uh, I got the same letter. Almost like, I mean, I think 20, 25 people got a letter like that. I didn't know he, I mean, yeah. I mean, uh, he commits suicide. Yeah, um, and uh, wow, this is this is intense. I have the same letter here somewhere in a box upstairs. Yeah, I know. Oh, uh, right, this to me too because two days before I still saw him. I saw him regularly, really regularly. He was like, um, um, yeah, he knew about Channel Zero in the early moments, really like early, early moments, like he talks about the demo, and um, um. Uh, yeah, then happened what happened, and uh, that was like, uh, woof, that was a real heavy hit there. Um, even the song Help, maybe you know the song Help of uh, Channel Zero. Yeah. That turned turned into Belgium. In Belgium, it turned into a really a radio hit. That's the reason why we were so kind of big in Belgium. Yeah. Um, was about him. Wow. That Eric uh, help is about the the way how I a little bit felt like powerless in that whole situation because what happened there was for me like almost like when uh, I still remember when uh, a friend of him, his mom called me to tell like don't commit suicide. I was like, first of all, I thought she was making a joke. I was like, look. I don't believe it. You know, it's, it's impossible. I saw him two days ago, and uh, all of a sudden, one week later, we were on his funeral. Um, I met his whole family. Uh, his sister, by the way, is also on my Facebook still. Uh, oh, wow. I made her a video message like two weeks ago. Her new boyfriend asked me to do so. So, yeah, wow, that's one uh, hell of an introduction. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. And I, you know, look, I, I didn't want to, um, in any, no. I didn't want in any way, kind of like, you know, feel like you're being, you know, um, hijacked here or. Um, no, no, but... no, no, no. I mean, I, I, don't worry, don't worry. But it's, it's actually really uh, nice of you to bring this up because he had a, he, yeah, we were just good. I mean, I had a lot of good friends, but he was like the guy that we were, we were into music, like into music all the time. I mean, new bands. Uh, I know he was like going for, uh, he had also a German band, ah, I don't remember the name anymore, where he was really crazy about also, 
And I, if I'm not wrong, I even remember uh, the acid rain. Uh, yeah, we were buying, you know, we were buying albums. Yeah. On import base in a store in Ghent because we he was uh, he actually committed suicide in in his uh, student house kind of room student room in in Ghent. Right. Uh, I was uh, actually uh, having my first job there, so we were there all the time. And uh, this is uh, yeah, this is really intense. But uh, Tone, yeah, Tone, Tone Hermans, yeah. Yeah. And uh, the crazy thing is, his name is also a name in Belgium and in Holland. That name is known as one of the most famous stand-up comedians ever. So <laughs> whenever whenever somebody talks about Tone Hermans in Flanders side, the north side of Belgium and Holland, everybody's referring to like the the comic. Yeah. He had the same name also, so I mean that's that's really. But I had the same letter as you in Flemish. Uh, here it's still in a box. Uh, that was really crazy. Um, what happened back then? Well, that's really, a, really crazy. well. What's really crazy is I now do stand-up comedy as well. So it's all, oh, yeah. it's all, it's all coming full. Yeah, I've been doing stand-up comedy for the last fifteen years. Oh, amazing, um, amazing. So I, so I, I mean, I, I'm, uh, you know, I still do a little bit of music here and now. I mean, I do my podcast, which is um, just started this year. Um, but, um, but yeah, I've, I've also got the, um, I, I have a, um, I, I don't know if you can see that there. Um, this is a, oh, yeah. I think this is a program from the, um, from the funeral. Um, yep, yep, which, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is all it, which obviously is all in Flemish, which was um, which was the day after Christmas Day, December the twenty sixth, nineteen ninety. And I got I got the letter and the um, and this prog the program was sent to me like this, um, and I had and the letter was was wrapped up inside, so it was it was actually sent after the funeral. Oh, um, um, well, as far as I know, was. I learned to, the thing is, I didn't know his parents and his sister before yeah. all that. Um, and he literally wrote in that letter to me, like, I think it's, I think it would be nice if you uh, uh, learn to know my parents. So, yeah. which I did. And they actually explicitly wanted me to, um, to um, go, uh, go after the funeral with them to the, the, family dinner and then but that was really complicated for me because i didn't know anybody in the of, of his family at all yeah so okay, I, I i i did that because uh i thought it was just like you know he asked for it and um the thing is also that um um uh there they told me that he already planned this four months ahead so yeah. like four months ahead he started writing um, a whole book. I think he wrote a, an extremely. He bought a like a big book, uh, empty book, and he he wrote. I did. I, I never read it. Not that I want to read it, but I mean, he wrote four four months up front. He said, "I'm going to commit suicide that day." Wow. And that's what exactly what he did. So right. it was really heavy for me. The next week, when I was on that family. That's what they call, um, like, they, they, they have a little dinner after the, the closest family. So I was, all of a sudden, you had a big family. Right. So all of a sudden, I was, like, into that big family, which somewhere I, I didn't mind. because But that was really intense because I still remember that one of his family relatives, um, 
uh, he openly asked me, like, uh, are you sure you didn't write any lyrics that influenced Stone to commit suicide? Oh, my God. <laughs> so I, I was, like, uh, standing in front of, like, 50 people. <laughs> I didn't already know what to, ha how to handle that, because I, I was already, like, completely overwhelmed in the negative way of the whole what happened. And uh, so I had to defend myself, defend, I mean, I was like, I don't think my lyrics had anything to do with what, <laughs> you know? And then his father came in and he yeah. said, no, uh, it's impossible because he wrote us the whole book and he, he started four months ahead. He picked the date instantly. Yeah. Because the day he, he actually uh, commits suicide is the last day of the student. It's called the last Thursday before going into the two weeks of school vacation. Right, yeah. And it's called, believe it or not, in Ghent, it's called Crystal Night. <laughs> right. Refer referring to the night where the Germans broke all the windows of the Jews. Ah, right. Because yeah. in the whole city, the whole city is a kind of blocked, it's a student city, and there's so many glasses bro break that night that it traditionally throughout the years it's got called in the in the mouth of, of people like Crystal Night. Yeah. So he, he picked that four months ahead. Um, and honestly, I, I, I was, I don't know, I still can't place it. I, I just don't know why. I, I could not even, I had like so many because his ex-girlfriend I know really well and we talked about it and we, I just saw her like two days ago on, on, a, on a show because he, we played in Zottegem where that's a little bit the region where they were from. Yeah. Where I've, I'm from, also originally born. So uh, yeah, man, that's still one strange twist of fate or time, um, which is really almost like incredible that you bring it up here. Well, the the thing is, uh, I I mean, I did, I wasn't even I you know I I wasn't looking for, I wasn't looking to to interview. No 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 offense, but I I wasn't kind of looking to interview you, but I hooked up with Andy for some interviews and I looked down the list and it just said Frankie Channel 0 and I just thought wow. <laughs> I mean, this 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 letter is you know, this letter I take it out and I look I read it at least once a year. Um it back in 1990, of course, you know, it was I this letter just arrived and yeah, yeah, yeah. and and there's no and I just I knew I knew Tony and that's it. So I had I had no I had no I couldn't write to anybody, I couldn't ring anyone, I I, I didn't know anyone. Um yeah, internet was not at all what it is now. Yeah. I mean Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, look at us talking here now. And I and yeah, it, I can imagine for you that must have been like a really awkward letter to get because you can't reply. Yeah. Or how do you want to reply? I mean, back in the days, it's it's uh, yeah yeah. I mean, I mean, even for us somewhere, we could talk about it because we knew on the funeral, and I knew a lot of people around him and and us that were like. We could talk about it, but it must have been like really whew, uh, kind think, of hard to, yeah. to get that letter because I, you yeah. can't. What do you have to say on that? I mean, it's like so endless. Yeah, I mean, it, the, I think the fr I think the phrase you're looking for is uh, "head fuck." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yes, it was it, completely. Uh, I mean, how do you want to handle that? It, there is no way to place it. 
Yeah. So, I, it, oh, I'm sorry, Ben, to... to no. I hope you have a little kind of, I don't know, place or relief on the fact that we can talk about it. I mean, if, if I would have known this, like, before, we could have easily talked about this e- earlier. Yeah, I, I, I know. It's it, it, Frankie, the way, the, the, the way this has all worked out is obviously... Um, you know, it, it, this is the way it was worked out. I mean, I, it's like it, I saw Channel Zero on the email from Andy, and I said, "Look, it, it has to be, it has to be an original member." And, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and Andy said, "How's Frankie?" And I was just looking at the letter, going, "Yeah, this is just fucking unbelievable." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I can just, imagine. You know, I really just... can imagine. It's, it's almost unbelievable. Also, I mean, as a started off for an interview, I mean, not. I mean, I have to be honest. I'm not saying that I'm still emotional, like emotional on that, but it's still like it. The the crazy thing with the whole thing is that it's still as unbelievable as it was now, 25 years ago. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it's it's uh, it, it, yeah, I mean, it, it, well, this is the first time in 25 years that I've been able to talk to anybody about receiving this letter who actually knew Woo! who actually knew him. So it, there's a few people I've spoken to in my life who I've, who I've shown the letter and, and, and a friend of mine actually lived in Belgium for five or six years. And when he came over, I, I, I showed him the, the whole program and everything and was like, you know, look, can you, can you make sense of it for me? And this is, you know, that's like 20 years later. It's, it's kind of something that, um, look, talking to you about it now, it, it's obviously, it's something that never goes away because, because of the way it, it happened and, yeah, he he prepared this so well, um, and he literally the the way how he prepared it technically, pure technically speaking, was totally like there was no way he could fail. Right. Okay. He prepared it so good. He knew exactly what he had to do, how he did it, because he was living in a um, uh, in a very low ceiling in his typical student house. You know the the the. Like you have thousands of them in yeah. Ghent. Yeah. And um, uh, yeah, how he managed to do this, uh, like with such a precise dedication and, and uh, there was no way he could fail. Because yeah. he even his two, the two last, his girl, ex-girlfriend at that time and his best friend, he literally uh, made an appointment with them to find him. Wow. So these two girls opened this door, uh, and of course, that's the last thing, really the last thing you would have expected. So that was really, really heavy. I mean, I, I still remember that whole week of like unbelief and 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 all, everything was, was was like a follow up. Um, it it went even so crazy. I'm, I think I owe you the whole story. Maybe not for the interview or, but uh, <laughs> yeah, sure. It, it went so absolutely crazy that he was like a, a diehard fan of the demo Channel Zero. Uh, he, he also was really like not involved, but he was like so close to me that I mean, he felt the whole building up of the whole thing. Yeah, and he went. He did his last. Uh, he did his last uh, job. Uh, you know, typical students working for having having a little extra money in the year time. Yeah. Uh, he went working and he kind of did a heavy job. He won quite some money and he completely saved that. Yeah. Or not. And uh, when I was at the, after the funeral at his parents' house, uh, uh, they said, look, uh, Tone still 
still left you something. And I was like, well, I don't know. And uh, he literally, his last will was to give me all that money to buy an effects processor for my voice. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember now. Yeah, I, I remember. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember. You so like, I mean, and I, and I was like, I was like completely like, I think it's one of the only moments in my life where I was literally nailed to the ground because I was like, no, I mean, you, I mean, you, you can't ask me to take that. I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think the first reaction for me was like, I don't, I don't want it. I mean, I was like, come on, Ali, uh, how do you want me to accept that? And uh, and they were literally like, they were so like, you have to. It's in his last will. It's written in that book. And I was like, I was, I was crying. I yeah. couldn't hold. I couldn't place it. Literally, I couldn't place it. And exactly the the, the thing what they gave me, uh, I completely spent it on the amps, speakers, and uh, that FX processor, a Boss uh, SE50. I'll never right. forget that of my whole fucking life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. If an FX processor can have an emotional connection, then uh, yeah. Well, no, I mean, I, I, it was so. It was so completely like absurd for me. Like, I mean, I, I never thought that talking about an effect or, you know, I was researching things and looking for whatever in vocal performance ways to improve or to look, you know, typical musician stuff. I don't have to explain yeah. you. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I wish I could have found an effect that would have made my voice any better. Just thing. That was just the thing that I had in mind. I mean, of so many things that I had in mind of like, I need a better PA system. Back in the days, we made our own PA systems. We bought amps, uh, fucked up speakers, learned uh, out of it, you know, the, the whole typical. <laughs> yeah. Now you go into a store and you, I'm a singer. Oh, you need a, this mic. Yeah. Take that system. If you spend a little money, you're set up. Yeah. Back in yeah. the days, there was no such thing as, okay, you had PAs, but I mean, you know, I didn't have the ways to like buy the whole thing, so it, it was. I still remember getting that money, and I was like, almost like, you know, I, I have to get to that store now because woo, yeah. that was almost like so surreal. I could hardly believe it. Uh, and then the the crazy thing on that whole thing um, is that uh, yeah, the the song I made. Oh, Five years, four or five years later, uh, help. Uh, literally became like, yeah, it's believe it or not, they still play it almost like once or two, three times a week in Belgium on national radio. Really? Wow. It's incredible. I, I can't explain it. I, I even have, I maybe have to show you. I'll complete the whole story now. Yeah, 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 that'd be awesome. Cool. <laughs> this, uh, I'm going to show you uh, a gift. I got also on the on the funeral of tone uh, from his parents, and it's uh, since ever that's the thing that hangs in front of my. Uh, when I have a studio, I always have wherever I live. I always have like my place where I have my speakers and whatever. And believe it or not, I'm gonna show you. Uh, uh, that's the gift I got from his parents, and it's. I don't know why it already hangs like 24 years in front of my face. Oh, wow. Awesome. That's, I mean, yeah. I mean, if, since we're, it's 
almost like, I mean, I can't imagine having that not um, in front of my face <laughs> when I'm making music. Yeah. And that's this Egyptian... Oh, right, okay, yeah, yeah, no, I get, yeah, yeah, right, okay, it's like a sort of shroud. And I, and I always say, I always say, it's like Tone watching me. Yeah. That's how I see it. So, the, everybody's like, what's with that thing? It always hangs there. And I'm like, I don't explain it to everybody. Yeah. But the thing is with uh, this, yeah, it's, it's hard to explain. I can't imagine having this thing because this is my spot up there. Where I have my studio. Ah, right. Okay, yeah. And uh, it's always in front of me. Always. <laughs> so, yeah, man. That's... Talking about uh, intense stories. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, it's... Um... It, it, it's yeah. This, this has got to be one of the one of the stranger interviews that uh, that, I've, that I've ever done. Oh well, you know, since you, I mean, since you got that letter, um, I, I mean, I'm I'm always straightforward with everybody. So, but it's no problem, man. Don't don't even. I mean, don't worry. It's uh, I hope I hope you can give it a little bit more place through this talk. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely, definitely, um, and and what follows on from this is um, is when um, when are we going to see you guys in the UK? Well, I have to be honest. Um, uh, you know the the story with Phil. Phil who yeah. passed away last uh, now almost like almost uh, a year ago. Yeah, it's just uh, coming up. It's just coming up to a year, isn't it? Next month. So we we. We were like going to record the album with Phil like two days later. Uh, the whole band got like shook up, like so crazy. Yeah. Uh, Mikey's, one of his Mikey's best friends, Roy, got to the point where he said, look, if, if you still want to do the album, even if it's just as a dedication, um, I'm, I'm ready to help you guys out. So, I mean, the, the whole thing for me was also that I didn't want to get into a new discussion who was going to be the new drummer or this, or, I mean, you know, it was all kind of, the thing is we had two, two situations. Um, uh, since the album recording was like just uh, two days later for one month, uh, we had to cancel, cancel everything. But the whole problem was the studios were booked. Uh, Logan Mater was going to fly over to Belgium. Yeah. Uh, to record the whole process because the first album in 2011 uh, we actually recorded uh, it half here and half in the states. Uh, but now we were going to do the whole process here uh, because where we rehearsed is actually a studio. So Logan was like, "I can handle that if I have the right equipment." So that was the plan. So the moment Phil passed away. Um, uh, we called Logan. He was literally almost like putting his bag on the on the plane. Yeah. Um, so the whole thing got cancelled. We didn't really know where our heads were at that moment. Um, and then later on, the only thing that we had is that if we would have continued at a certain moment, like a month and a half later, Logan said, look, uh, I'm booked until now. Or a little bit like, so his, his planning was full. So uh, at a certain moment, um, there was one band or one of his projects fell off or got on a hold situation. Yeah. And he said, if, if there is a moment, if you want to still do this uh, with, with him, the only problem was also we already advanced half of the price that we were going to pay him. You know, we, we uh. were in so much like different levels of complexity, like, 
Yeah. The label was going crazy. Of course, they didn't. I mean, that was so. Uh, when when Phil passed away the first day, I'm, I'm, it maybe sounds crazy, but we literally had like more than 150,000 views on our Facebook page. Jesus Christ! Only only for Belgium. So yeah, just to explain you how the whole thing like went like global. It was in the every in every newspaper. Uh, there was direct speculation. Is it an overdose? Again, a new rock and roll victim, and the only thing would happen was that he had a artery, his artery collapsed. Yeah, yeah. So the Monday, it happened the Saturday, the Monday we had to do a kind of press conference here. There was 25 cameras on our face. Oh my God. We had nothing to announce. No, no, because you wouldn't know what was happening, would you? Yeah, but the thing was, there was nothing spectacular. Somewhere. Yeah, yeah, right, okay. It was not, he didn't put a needle in his, I mean, Phil was, I mean, we were, we were not angels, but, you know, <laughs> yeah. but his parents were like, oh, what's happening? Uh, so we, we had a whole like thing going on. And the, the thing is, I mean, to get back to your question, when are we going to play in UK? I mean, let's say a couple of months ago, we were already happy getting to the point where we could just make the album, which was actually fully done. We literally had all the demos ready because on Monday, Phil was going to start tracking drums. Uh, so we decided to do the album in memory for Phil, kind of, in first instance. Yeah. And, and everybody was like, okay, let's make that album and see where we are then. And uh, we got such a really good response to the whole thing where, where the, the thing was, yeah, you got to do it live. Maybe not. Yeah, what are we going to do? It's all like... Sometimes it's so hard because nowadays in rock and roll times, you have to decide everything six months up front. Yeah, yeah. If you, if you don't book something for April in August or August in October the year before, it doesn't happen. So um, there, was, there was so much like time limits and going on and going on and going on. So, and then the whole thing, you know, when the album was there, uh, the mix took a little bit longer than expected. Um, so, but in the end, the album is there, and then yeah, he's there, and we know it's gonna come out in Belgium and in Holland, which is the territory of our label, Belgian label. Yeah, it's actually the old Roadrunner label. All right, yeah, yeah. It's it's that bit of that Roadrunner label that got the Belgian partner of Case Wessels. Yeah, you probably know the name. Yeah, who sold Roadrunner International, um, bought the whole. Thing of Roadrunner, he didn't keep the name, but he bought the whole thing in for Belgium and Holland. Right. On his own risk, which is almost like crazy. So we had a first plan, like, okay, the album comes out in Belgium. Funny as it seems, uh, we had, with Fiamma of a Brick, we had a gold album in Belgium, in album sales, which yeah. is still crazy <laughs> nowadays, so we yeah. have to be honest. Um, and the thing is, uh, we'd never expected that. I mean, we, you always hope, but you know, I don't have to explain you what is hope in music. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah. it's really large. It's really narrow and at the same time really large in perspective. So the funny part is, all of a sudden, um, a Dutch guy introduces us at the new uh, Metal Blade uh, European uh, initiative. Yeah, uh, they're they're having a German office now since I don't know six months. 
Yeah. And uh, nobody was interested. We sent it to Nuclear Blast to the whole. We all got like, yeah, you know, we don't know. It's not really our thing. And and they were the only one who said, wow, we love this shit. We want to do this. Really? And really, I'm not joking. We were almost like falling with our chairs with the feet in the air. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and we were like, wow, well, that's good news. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what it really happened. So now two months. No, three months ago, uh, all of a sudden, um, uh, Metal Blade came in the picture and they literally said, like, first off, okay, we want to do this worldwide. And we were like, well, we're not going to, since we don't really have, we're not like that, but I mean, we're not going to do, like, real heavy on this. (laughs) Wait, discuss the options. (laughs) Yeah. So, like, hey, man, you know, here's the album. So the label, our label, made a, an agreement with them, and um, I have to be honest, uh, we we get really really good reviews, which is of course yeah extremely nice. Um, but uh, to to explain you a little bit, like how I feel about it, is that if without the uh, Metal Blade Impact, I'm not sure if we would have ever played in UK again. And now I dare, I dare to say that uh, the album is just out for a month, uh, That's a right. small month, so the reviews are really good. I do quite some interviews uh, with UK, France, Germany, uh, Holland, Sweden, Italy. So there is a, a certain interest. So yeah. honestly, we hope to get there after the summer, beginning of next year. Uh, that'd be great, man. It'd be, I'd, I'd, oh. it'd be awesome, man. I'd love to come and see you guys. I'd love to, um, I, you know, I'd love to meet, uh, I'd love to meet you and sit down in the flesh and have a beer. Um, yeah. and uh, and talk a little bit more about Tony and you know what everything is just everything is clicking into place in my brain when you played with Nuclear Assault you were in 69 no no I was never in 69 Was it? so you uh, weren't in 69 no no I was uh, in the Cyclone ah right okay right okay you have these two camps uh, the Phil Tino and the first guitar player believe it or not who also Died of uh, a blood clot. Gee, gee, every, everyone is dying in this interview, Frankie. <laughs> oh, people already told us, like, what's wrong with you guys? I'm like, I don't know. It's, I know you had you had Dimebag doing the second album, and yeah, it's just. Oh yeah, we we had uh, Vinny Vinny mixing. So it's it's a, yeah, you know, it, and it, there's so many really sometimes awkward connections with the whole thing like Mikey is a real good friend of uh, Vinnie Paul yeah in 92 I flew over to Nashville to mix uh, but Mikey was an extremely good friend of Dimebag they literally hang out like months and months on the same tour buses because they were playing in the same bands um, so you know it's, it's 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 so crazy sometimes destiny and what happens because like uh, in 1990 I was in uh, LA just to party because I was having a job in PA I saw I was a uh, sales and, and marketing in PA for Mayer Sound an American company yeah and um, uh, I was over there <laughs> and this believe it or not it's again one of these my, that's actually that's the story of my life <laughs> a little bit <laughs> I always end up in stuff that I'm like why is this happening you know or <laughs> can somebody give me some more whatever 
explanation. So Mikey was like, hey, man, come over to L.A. I was in San Francisco for three days training. I fly over to uh, L.A. with the inland flight. Costs really nothing. Yeah. And at the same time, the Ella Fella Yukel in Iceland explodes. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you were stuck. Well, so what happens is that, um, uh, yeah, I was stuck that more than a month in L.A., of course, there's worse places <laughs> to get stuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Poor, poor you. Poor you. <laughs> you know, that was really a bummer. <laughs> yeah, uh, right. The thing is, you, you can't, I mean, I still remember the, the lady of United calling me. Like She was like, I have two options for you in three weeks and a half. But we were already one week further before I got to reach somebody. Yeah. Uh, or in one month and a half. So I was like, please give me that seat in three weeks and a half because I didn't I didn't have enough money so yeah um, our manager sent over some money on my bank account so I could pay some hotels to stay and eat because yeah. I didn't expect to stay for more than a month in LA and at that time we actually wrote Fiend with a Brick the first of the new album right because I was stuck there so Marlon was our manager said look you're there anyway so yeah do, do something, I mean, with your time. I mean, we couldn't party for one month. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> we were not like, uh, you know, Aerosmith or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Partying. We were like partying for three days and now we were broke, you know. <laughs> so uh, yeah. that's, that's how we wrote that first album. And um, uh, then I flew back because I actually didn't want to do a, a new band, Channel Zero. But that new album, it worked so well with Mikey. The click was there. Yeah, one year later I stopped my job and so yeah, we're back in rock and roll and without even want wanting it or I mean, you know, it's um sometimes it has to roll with you have to go with the fog or the the you know. And then yeah. the thing that happens with Metal Blade. I'm not saying that everything is on like on wheels, 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 but it's crazy to do 25 years of music to wanting to reach something and reaching something but not reaching like that world thing going on and now all of a sudden we get that deal so I don't know I'm, I'm like okay I learned to say never say never yeah yeah well it's, it's <laughs> just you actually don't know <laughs> Yeah, it was. It, 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 there's no no one could actually manage you into the situation that you've ended up. It's just it, it's just happened, hasn't it? It's I don't know. I've learned to live with destiny. I mean, I have to be honest. My life has always been in so many ways because I have two like two three journalists in Belgium who know my story a little bit deeper than just the music side, and they 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 are like my they're literally telling me like, friend, you have to write this down because if you write down what you've lived already people are literally not going to believe you that was it's that was so crazy that it's hard to place you know that was a that was a great line when you said um you've learned to live with destiny that's a that, that, that that's a that's a really cool line and that that kind of sums it up i had to i literally when i was 30 35 i had a moment where i had a hard time accepting all the and also the things where I choose for, right? I mean, I'm not saying that um, it's all destiny. It's all kind of destiny, but at the same time, it's also you trying to do your thing. And of course you hit the wall. Of course you learn. Of course you go from wall to wall. So yeah. all these things have, it's, it's, I had a moment in my life where I was really getting frustrated on the fact that I was like, 
if it would be nice if I could choose for for once. <laughs> yeah, yeah, have some have some kind of element of control. <laughs> I was going bananas because, but I I I really learned to like okay, it's literally no use. I mean, the whole thing with the Alastair Yukel is a nice example of. Uh, I the, I already know now the moment where I feel like oh, it feels really comfortable. Really in this situation, I'm kind of like a little bit settled, or you know, yeah. and there's all of a sudden that baseball bat is like, yeah. <laughs> and I'm on the other side of the terrain, and then I'm asking myself like, uh, where, 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 why am I here now? <laughs> yeah. So you know, it's it's, Anton was a. Another one of these, like, almost like crazy moments. Um, yeah. Yeah. Hard to, hard to get. It's really, it's almost like uh, incredible that you bring that up here. Oh, yeah. I mean, no, I mean. Not uh, in a negative way. I mean. No, I know. I know. I know. I mean, no, it, 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 it's, it's slightly selfish from my point of view because. Um, no, no, no. You know, but I, I, but I, what you know, I just, I just wanted to talk to, and the irony, you know, the, the, the irony, the symmetry, what, the, the fate of, of him mentioning you by name, in, in the letter that he wrote to me, all these years ago, is just, I, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't not, like, call you up and say, man, you know, uh, we've got something in common. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it's almost like. It's almost like unbelievable. I mean, yeah. So you 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 still play um, in Acid Green now, or you stopped, or well, you... we no, we we quit in um, we quit in '91, and um, there's a there's a, a there's a retrospective box set coming out um, next month in August of of everything. Um, there's there's been attempts to try and get back to play together and play shows, but I, I mean I've been I've been doing stand up for 15 years, you know stand up oh, yeah, yeah. so stand up is what I is what I do. Musically, I've done some guest appearances recently and stuff like that, and 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 it's yeah, it's definitely kind of whetted my appetite to get to get back into things. But you know whether anything comes of that or not, I, I you know I, I I don't know. But I I mean you know what it's like once you've been in once you've been in this scene, it's uh it, it never leaves you, you know. And that's and the podcast is a way of staying in touch with everybody, really. Well, uh, the thing is, um, uh, the question I want to ask you, if I'm not wrong, you didn't have long hair back in the days too. Uh, no, I did. I uh, no, I, I I had long hair, just like just like everybody else. Yeah, yeah. Because the thing is, when I when I see your face, and I'm really really good in remembering faces, I can actually place you. <laughs> right. I'm extremely bad in names. I'm me, not joking. It's, me too. It's, it's sometimes so embarrassing. When I was doing the sales and marketing job, that was like one of my worst assets ever. Yeah, yeah. Like, forgetting names, I was like. Fuck! I already sold that guy at one hundred thousand. It was, it was Gerald. No, <laughs> but believe me or not, I meet people sometimes throughout time, and actually, face-wise, you, you, you're not. I mean, I can, I can place it. Right. Okay. Cool, man. Cool. Well, uh, it, it's, it, I, um. This has been this has been definitely the um, the strangest interview I've um, uh, I've ever done. Uh, um, uh, I think right. yeah, you know, I, uh, right yeah, I think you'd agree. <laughs> yeah, but it's cool. I mean, don't worry. I mean, uh, yeah, I, yeah. No. I'm happy that you can talk a little bit about it, so you have some information that I mean, come on, it's 24 years. Yeah. 
yeah. it's 24 years of um, um, well, of not knowing anything to be honest with you not knowing anything about yeah. it I mean it's yeah. almost like unbelievable I know, I know. Well, look, Frankie, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna have to um, wind this up now. But what I want to do is, um, I've got your email address. Um, I'll send you an email. Let's connect over Facebook and everything. No. And uh, you know, I don't, I don't want to lose, I don't want to lose contact with you. No, 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 no problem, no problem. Cool. All oh, right, man. Well, uh, wait. Uh, it's uh, the thing is, the best thing is you send me uh, your Facebook or account because yeah. you won't get on it. It's it's uh i have like it's completely full and yeah. 4000 waiting and and <laughs> 2000 uh, belgium thing and it's hard to get on on my facebook yeah yeah send me your uh, account name or how you are uh, on 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 it and i'll i'll send you a request uh, in in 2 minutes uh. no problem man no problem i'll send you an email look it's well, been... i hope you have enough information for the interview or <laughs> we completely you know uh, well, look. If if you don't mind, if you don't mind, I'm 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 going to use the the whole thing, everything that we've just spoken about. You know, I mean, it's 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 important. I think the, the, this kind of thing. They, you know, you never know. Somebody might be listening to us talking about this, and they may be thinking of doing something themselves. And they, you know, when they, you know, uh, you know. So, um, but look, it's been an absolute pleasure. I'm going to get an email across to you, and um, I look forward to uh, I look forward to buying you a beer in uh, in London sometime. Ah, you're uh, London-based. Yeah. Ah, great. Well, we hope we hope to get there. I think I think it's as far as I know more beginning of next year than maybe after the summer. Yeah. It depends. We're working on some things, but it's really. I mean, we don't want to just go out there and make sure. We want to make sure that when it's done, it's good. So. Um, of course, I'm sure well, it will be, man. I'm sure it will be. Well, thank you. <laughs> no problem. Look, it's been an absolute pleasure. It's great to talk to you and um take care have a, have a good evening and um uh you know i'll talk to you again soon man hey, bye-bye. take care man bye-bye bye so uh wow right um you weren't expecting that um yeah so um a very interesting experience chatting to frankie there um uh, i don't think i'll ever experience anything like that in my life again um, I hope you enjoyed that. Um, I'm I'm aware it's you know for some people that's uh, maybe a little bit uncomfortable listening for a while there, or maybe it was just fascinating. I don't know. It's hard to be. It's hard to judge because I'm too close to it. But um, to be honest, it was just when I saw his name on a list of people who were available for interviews, and I saw it, and I just thought, I just thought of that letter, and it had never occurred to me until that moment to ever get in touch with him. But it just I just remembered that. Uh, that he was mentioned in it, and I just thought, right, let's just go for it. And um, really glad I did. We've uh, we hooked up on Facebook. By the way, for those of you who aren't aware, Channel Zero are basically like Belgian Metallica, and I mean, yes, they are that fucking big. They're huge. They're massive out there. Um, <coughs> excuse me. And um, yeah, uh, it, it, it was like just trying. To, he said, like you know, that's why he was saying you'll you'll struggle to find me on Facebook. But um, yeah, he found me, and um, uh, we we traded a couple of messages and it was it was obvious I think for the rest of the night we both felt um, a, a little bit odd um, definitely uh, I actually went on and did an interview for Acid Rain straight after that which was kind of bizarre I ended up talking about the podcast mostly um, but anyway look uh, I, the, you know the reason I wanted to put that up the front is because um, it, it, it's it's quite difficult to intro that um, it's and it, it's just kind of yeah, it just seemed like a, um, a, a, the best way of putting 
putting in there. And, and I didn't think the usual sort of me bouncing along going, hey, this, hey, that, hey, hey, you know, basically being the usual fuck nugget that I am. And then and then going into something like that just seemed a bit wrong. So I thought it'd be easier to bring it up after the, uh, after the uh, relatively downbeat um, start. But anyway, look, it's... Um, it's great to be back. Been away for nearly a month from uh, from you loyal bollockers, um, and you just you just keep increasing. It's awesome. You're like you just <laughs> you're mutating at an all a virulent rate. It's um, if you were a virus, you'd be. Um, I mean, you're not you're not up to sort of bird flu or swine flu standards yet, but you are. You're you pretty nasty. Um, if you go airborne, woohoo! Now that'll be a. Uh, yeah, basically that would just be taking over the planet. Um, but yeah, so keep keep it going, please. Just keep keep um, searching on people's podcast apps when they're out the room on their phone or on their laptop or on their or on their um, uh, tablet. If they've got an iPad, just smash it. Don't fucking bother with that. Um, but um, uh, yeah, just you know, search for Talking Bollocks in the podcast app. Subscribe to it. You know, either tell them or don't. I don't care. They all count. Um, but thank you very much to. Um, a guy called Flyleaf on um, uh, on iTunes for um, uh, sending us a, a very writing us a very very nice review. <coughs> Excuse me. And um, why do I say us? Am I um, am I schizophrenic? No. Um, I say us because I mean me and everybody at the AllAboutTheRock.co.uk um, website because AllAboutTheRock.co.uk is uh, basically talking bollocks is the is the All About the Rock podcast. That is what it is. Uh, thanks to those good people that I get some of these interviews and that um, uh, and that I, you know it's even known. So thank you, you wonderful people. Everybody, get down to um, allabouttherock.co.uk and uh, check it out. So um, yeah, it's been an interesting, uh, been an interesting week. It started uh, month, sorry. It started uh, really well um, because um, two of my favourite um, motherfuckers on the face of the Twitterverse. Um, uh, gave Talking Bollocks a shout out, and that is um, uh, Chuck and Dickless. Sorry, sorry, Godless. Um, Chuck and Dickless. Ah, oh, there it is again. Sorry, Chuck and Godless uh, at uh, at Metal Sucks uh, gave the show a shout out, and that is like woohoo! That's the Metallica of podcasts right there, um, and and I mean that as a um, as a compliment. So those of you out there who I know. Um, like to regularly trash Metallica, uh, not that Metallica. I'm talking like up to um, for some of you up to Unjustice for All, and for some of you including the Black Album that era Metallica. Yeah. Um, apart from all you sold, oh, apart from you dickheads who think they sell, sold out after uh, uh, Kill 'Em All. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Hope you're happy in your bedroom. So um, anyway, yeah. So that was uh, yeah. Uh, really appreciated that. Um, I mean, it's done fuck all for us. Got you know, we haven't had a, a flood of tweets or a, a, a huge, uh, you know, shitload of subscribers. But um, you know, it's the pod, the podcast verse. We have to we have to stick together. And quite seriously, um, yeah, check Metal, Metal Sucks out if you want to listen to something that's um, professionally done by professionals, as opposed to um, a, a fucking idiot in the finished front room. Um, you'll you'll hear the difference. They haven't got the uh, the old. They haven't got the older. Fifty quid podcast mic, oh, but and they've got some great guests and um, and funnily enough, in that very same episode, how smooth is this? Watch this for a segue. Um, the track they played, there was a track they played, um, which was by uh, Misery Index from their new album, and uh, here we go. 
Oh, it's almost like I knew what I was going to do then. Yes, that's right. There's the, that's the uh, Misery Index CD, The Killing Gods. Because uh, downloaded it, heard it, liked it, got the CD. Fucking love it. Um, on the, yeah, the Metal Sucks podcast they played. Um, uh, oh, what was it called? I'm looking at the back of it now. Just trying, fucking up. You know, when they're written in fucking old English handwriting, so you can't fucking read them even when it's right up to your face. Jesus, where is it? <laughs> this is fucking annoying me now. Um, oh, not the, not the harrowing. Um, this is just really the worst part of any podcast I've ever done, isn't it? Really, gallows humour. Jesus Christ. I, I'm sorry. That was a combination of just I was just staring at the box, trying to tilt it because I haven't got the lights on, and it's just we're just losing the lights, so it's just kind of going into dusk or magic hour, as it's called. In um, uh, yeah, some film I used to watch, Rain of Rain of Fire, that was it, yeah, classic. Anyway, um, tangent fans, um, you'll be spotting that was a massive one. So um, yeah, Misery Index, uh, the uh, the Killing Gods, fucking awesome. Just fucking. Awesome. And by the way, sorry about that last kind of two minutes section there of just babbling and dribbling and sounded like I'd like had a stroke or something. I'm fucking really sorry. Um, can we just pretend that like that never happened? What happened? Thank you very much. That's very good of you. So yeah, uh, Misery Index, um, awesome. Um, uh, death metal that I like. Then there's not a lot of that. I've got to be honest. Um, uh, you know, and uh, I was a, a label mate of uh, Chuck uh, Skulldiner as well. So uh, you know, let's not forget that. Um, for two albums, and uh, you know, uh, Leprosy and, um, and Spiritual Healing, and both of which I thought were fucking awesome at the time and got them, but. Then uh, death metal, I always just remember thinking, really? No, no. I mean, there's a really, really good band like Death, and then there's everyone else. And it's like, you know, somebody played me um, Obituary Slowly We Rock, that first album when that came out. I don't, or was it? Was that the first album? Anyway, we played one. And I was just like, uh, well, yeah, it's like Death, but really badly produced and not as good. Why am I going to listen to that? I've got Death. And, and that's as far as I ever went with, with heavy, uh, heavy <laughs> with death metal. Um, and I've, I've skated around the edges bits and bits, but uh, Misery Index is just, um, uh, yeah, superb. Little bits of it remind me of death. Um, and um, and there's a really nice kind of old school production on it. Uh, it's not totally old school, but um, the drums don't sound like they're from a video game. Um, it doesn't sound like it's been uh, run through a massive computer to make sure everything's all right. It's just got a, an integrity and the live feel about it that I, that I really, really like. So um, definitely worth checking out, uh, Misery Index, The Killing Gods. Um, that's that, that's the only CD I've got a tip for you, actually. Um, uh, um, because, um, yeah, there hasn't been a lot, a, a lot about this month, or at least I haven't found much um, since we last spoke. Um, but again, um, I, 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 a shout-out, I think, for uh, for an album that I mentioned earlier, well, earlier in other podcasts. Um, and that was... Um, uh, the last Mushroom Head album, um, because I, I I'm I'm just I, I think I might have uh, I think I might have done it a disservice to be honest, um, because I didn't say to everyone look you know you should you should go check it out I'll kind of get a little bit of a lukewarm review, um, uh, the Righteous and the Butterfly. Um, I was listening to some bits of it, uh, and it's, it's just yeah there's some really good songs in there so check that out as well. Um, anyway, uh, next band up for a mention is uh, Fierce and the Dead. Um, Matt Stevens got in touch um, to say that uh, him and his band 
who he describes probably weirdness, offered me a chance to um, do some guest vocals. And you know me, I'm a whore, do guest vocals anywhere. Um, so, yeah, um, that's a yes, by the way, Matt. He got in touch to say that um, his band is doing some shit for charity. Uh, it's for cancer. Uh, well, it's not for cancer, as in, hey, yay, cancer. Here you go, cancer. We've raised some money for you. No, it, I, I presume it's about actually, um, yeah, trying to get a cure, not to um, not to make cancer better or, you know, a bigger killer. Um, cigarettes for children, that's what I say. Um, <laughs> fucking don't ask me what I'm doing. What I'm doing. Um, so anyway, yeah, it's for cancer charity. Sorry, Matt, I've just pissed on you. you charity fucking fundraising there. Let's start again. Fierce and the Dead. Fierce and the Dead. Check the band out. Uh, Matt got in touch, said, can you give us a shout out? We're doing work for cancer charities. Um, don't make any stupid fucking jokes. Oh yeah, sorry about that. Um, and the, the website is uh, www. in case you live in 1998 um, resonance-festival.com That's resonance-festival.com Resonance as in R-E-S-O-N a-N-C hyphen festival.com uh, Go there and give him the money because um, he's worth it. Um, uh, moving on, um, what else have we had? We had uh, Metallica, we've actually had Metallica by request at um, Sonosphere since um, since we last spoke. And um, and I, I never ever want to hear anybody bitching about their set lists ever again. Because I saw the set list and it was like, well that's, isn't that just what they'd normally be playing? I mean... No one out there can ever moan about uh, another Metallica set list ever because when you when you voted for it, it was exactly it was just the set they were going to play. Except except, and I love this. Now, of course, they forced everybody to listen to Lords of Summer twice because, as you know, I do believe that is actually a four and a half minute song that they've made into a nine minute song. It's basically, it's just they play the whole song and then they play it again. For some strange reason, they're calling it one song. Well, yeah, so maybe one is Lords and one is Of Summer, or one's Lords Of and one's Summer. Anyway, um, so they were playing that, which, um, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I've, I've spoken of, I've spoken of that song. Uh, I spoke about my, uh, my not, I'm not particularly impressed with that song. Um, don't particularly like it. That last is drumming. Yeah, thinking that I was trying to think of ways of describing Lars Ulrich's drumming, and I came up with um, he sounds like he's it, when he's behind the kit these days. It sounds like the kind of noise someone would be making um, to let you know they're not very well. Do you know what I mean? Like if they were sort of like trapped, or it, you know, it, it's the sound. It's the sound of, you know, <laughs> sound of a breakdown. I don't know. No, that's that's very unfair. But it, it just kind of sounds like somebody drumming for help. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what I've got. But um, whilst I'm bashing bands um, who've been around uh, a while, um, fucking Kiss arguing in the press and... Fucking Ace Freely and Paul Stanley and Gene Simmons. Fucking turn it in, you millionaire crybaby children. Please. Um, as some of you may have seen in an interview I did recently, I fucking hate Kiss and everything they stand for, everything they've ever done. They did a disco album. Even if you are the biggest Kiss fan ever and you're sat there and you're going, oh, H, you look, you know, I agree with you on some things, but you're so fucking dead wrong. Well, no, I am dead right. You are dead wrong. They did a disco album. 
Yeah, they did a disco album that right there, you rip the heavy metal balls off at that point. You go, yeah, get your balls out, get your heavy metal balls out. Yeah, you've seen the cover of Accept Balls to the Wall, like that, fucking metal balls, right? Get them out, whoosh, fucking off at the nutsack, off. You are no longer in the fucking heavy metal fan club. You've had your balls ripped off. You've done a disco album. So, they've been squeaking along ever since. They are just a corporation. They're just an image. They're just fucking shit. Talk about the music, can we please? I mean, it's embarrassing. Grown adults like this shit and they take their kids along. It's fucking dreadful. It's awful. They do not have one decent song. They are shit beyond belief. And they did a disco album, and all they want is your money, and they make no fucking apologies for it. And it's embarrassing. So, yeah, there you go. Stop bitching, you children. And as for Def Leppard supporting, boys, you should fucking know better, yeah? Just go and sit in the corner, yeah? I'm, I'm not angry, I'm just disappointed. Go and sit in the corner, and, yeah, I'll deal with you later. I, can't, I just can't bother with you at the moment. Um... And now moving on um, to another band who's been around for years, but a big round of applause. <laughs> Woo! Yes. Um, congratulations to um, uh, Bobby Blitz and the rest of Overkill on uh, getting into the, uh, basically having a top 40 album. Um, Overkill New Metal Armory has actually uh, gone into the US top 40. How fucking amazing is that? This is uh, it just sounds surreal saying that. It really does. Um, Congratulations, fucking awesome, and taking nothing away, nothing away whatsoever from that achievement. Um, uh, I, I did want to go on to, uh, read, I did, read an article on Metal Sucks, um, and it's an article on how to save on petrol costs on the road for bands, because that is, that is how bad things have got now, right? It's, it's not like, you know, what are the best flight cases to get made for your guitars, no. It's how to save money on petrol. That is how fucking hard the road is now. And I just want to say, every single band out there that is currently working with you, part-time, full-time, touring all year, or hardly ever touring, or just doing a bit, but whatever you're doing, if you're doing a band right now, I I doff my metaphorical hat to you, sir, and madam. Although, if you're on vocals, madam, leave the band. Um, <laughs> sorry, I don't mean that. Regulars will understand, but uh, I honestly, I'm doffing my cap to you all. I am saying, you know, fucking well done because it's an absolute, total, complete generational shift from what I know or understood, and it's such a, it's much harder, much much harder. Um, you know, all that power that came from the record labels dying. Yay, the record label is dead. Yay, let's stick fucking spears in it. Yeah, the bastard's dead. Oh, right, yeah. But the market's completely changed, and we're all fucking skin. Bastard. Yep. All in the same boat. But, um, so anyway, you look, you know, congratulations to all of you um, in bands for just keeping going. Um, uh, you have my eternal respect. Um, a band that don't have my internal respect would be Baby Metal. Um, I'm not having it. Fuck off basically. Um, I've got a sense of humour. I mean, you know, without putting too fine a point on it, hello, comedian, sense of humour. I'm I, Surely I am allowed to play that card, aren't I? Jesus Christ. Surely I'm allowed to play that. Early doors, straight down there, hello. Uh, yeah, 
that's kind of what I do. Um, yeah, uh, I, I'm, I'm, it's just not funny. It's 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 not that I'm taking myself really seriously. Um, it's not that I'm failing to see a joke. Uh, they are, and and not a particularly funny one. And uh, I I just it just annoys me the money that a record label a record label is spending on that absolute fucking dog shit. Um, and it, it it just absolutely winds me up because they will get exposure in uh, all sorts of uh, areas that, um, for want of a phrase, well, for want of a better phrase, but they're not being one, better bands, basically virtually everyone else out there, um, they, they don't get exposed to any of the kind of areas that these guys are going to get um, exposed to. They're going to be marketed to death, they're going to be on mainstream media and all sorts. And it and it's all based on oh look it's a little oh look they're playing any metal oh and you know and they they're put together by um, uh, the amused talent uh, talent agency right now they they're basically these are these are kids who could have been auditioning for X Factor it's it's not it's not good in fact amusing here's what it says on their Wikipedia page a Japanese entertainment company that provides artist management services um, <laughs> the artists include. Grave idiots, right? Okay, well, that's that would describe the people who work there, actually. Um, uh, yeah, basically, they are they're they're just a uh, just a scum sucking management company like like all the rest of them, and they've put together a little heavy metal band and it. Oh, it's girls, it's little girls. Oh, it's never no fuck off, fuck right off, and fuck off again. Um, yeah, <laughs> um, but. Um, uh, uh, yeah, that, that, that's uh, that's my. I think that's my uh, my ranting over with. Now. I think we need to get a, another uh, another interview online. Um, or oh, oh, actually, um, yeah, let, let's let's sort that out now. Okay. Um, so, um, well, I kind of um, uh, this next interview um, was uh, yeah, it was in the Islington Academy, and. Um, uh, I met up with Michael from uh, Arm <laughs> Armory. I nearly said fucking overkill on the brain. Artillery, and um, so uh, yeah, we got to um, we got to catch up. Um, he's the founder of the band, um, and um, we quite quickly uh, found some very common ground. And that is basically um, by that I mean uh, we've both been in bands with. Um, Shit artwork, <laughs> crap album covers. So um, yeah, we sort of we bonded over that a little, um, but it was really cool. Um, and here we have, um, yeah, we have a nice chat um, and um, have a listen in, and um, I'll uh, I'll chat you in a bit. Tomorrow, Birmingham, and then we're off to Slovenia. Slovenia. Yeah, we're gonna play a big festival there called Missile Base. God, I was thinking, yeah, where's the headliner? It's a uh, small piece of Megadeth. Oh right, okay. So that's it. So it's a good, good festival. Yeah, yeah, big time. Um, I just want to get some, um, just get some levels. You want to just speak a bit more? So uh, it's okay. I'm just okay. gonna, I'm just gonna try and get some levels, and we can. Yeah. Um... Oh come on! Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. If we <laughs> say something more. Yeah, yeah. yeah if we. It's really a pleasure to be here. Right. <laughs> well, the first time I ever, even if we had a, uh, in his label in Newcastle. Yeah. Oh, we were on, yeah. we were on Nick Records. We were on Nick Records from the two first albums. Oh. We never played in England, that's really strange. 
Well, yeah, neat records yeah. didn't didn't have a very neat um, <laughs> reputation. None at last. Uh, so, you know, the second album we did it was um, delayed for over a year, and with the horrible cover on, on <laughs> the worst covers in the world, I think it was was Ben. I, hey, hey, there was a there was a terrorizer um, poll. Yeah. Um, for exactly. the worst album covers. Yeah. yeah. Well, who was number one? Who you were? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, so you were top ten. Yeah. Hey, nice to meet nice to meet you. Congratulations. <laughs> so something uh, at least will make us famous in one way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know somebody somebody online said to me, um, you know, oh, that's you know, it's a real shame, you know, because I, I like I like the concept of the cover. I was like, mm. it's not a shame at all. You yeah. know, it's better to be number one at something yeah. than number two or anything. For sure, you know. So <laughs> better get a negative. Uh, you know, PR and, and nothing at all. Yeah, always PR, 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 yeah. isn't it? It's all the same. Yeah. But um, uh, yeah, was, um, just to catch everybody up, we were talking about um, dodgy album covers <laughs> uh, just earlier there. Um, I, I'm, you guys have been, um, well, like I say, you know, you're in the UK for the first time. But you've, it's, it's kind of, you've, you've been doing this band on and off for a, for a very, very long time. But you're probably most productive right now. Yeah. And this, this new, is there any particular reason for that? Yeah, mainly because of the head. A member who didn't want to tour that much in the early days. And every yeah, time that'll do it. Yeah, every time we had a sewer set up or anything for that, he cancelled them. So, um, so it was, was really difficult to get out to play. And we got really good reviews, and, and people really asked us to come in. And every time we had to say, Yeah, we won't, but uh, we can. So when we met up in uh, 2007 and said, we really want to give this band a try, one more try, and see if it's, it's, it could be. And everybody said, "Okay, we've got everything you say now." And after that, we are, I think, we play about two hundred shows each, each year. Right. So it's every totally different direction. I, that's it, yeah, because you've you've been through singers, haven't you? <laughs> sure. I said, "Well, when this one leaves, I'm available." Okay, <laughs> it's good to know. <laughs> Uh, at the moment, he's, he's really doing a, a really good job, and he's yeah. also a, a very kind person and a, very easy to work with. And there's no ego, there's no, um, you know, a lot of wishes for what he wants. Are you sure he's a singer? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That sounds crazy. Yeah, I mean, a lot of, of singers through the years, of course, and especially our first singer was really, really difficult to handle. All about him. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, so LSD, lead singer's disease. Yeah, yeah. you can say that. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's all right. Yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I've been doing comedy for fifteen yeah. years, so I can, I can, I can step away. Yeah, you still, uh, and also, there's, of course, there's, a, there's no, as you can say, general all singers are like, like this. Yeah, there's a lot of good singers also who don't have those uh, intention to be, a, you know, the big star or just a part of the band. Michael is, is uh, like we are five pieces, and this is a band, you know. Yeah. And we also have friends outside the band. You can do everything else. You can go on a pop, Saturday night, drink a beer, and you can sit and talk about anything. You know, so not just music, also other things. Is, uh, uh, but, and you have to be able to do that. Yeah. Be, be, be. But it, does it help being older as well? Yeah, I think so, because you, when you get older, you, you, you get more uh, tolerated, you know. You can, yeah. You can change almost everything. No, nothing can surprise you the same way that it could in the early days. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. We just uh, wanted to have fun. We have so much fun right now. So 
That's why we're in UK now. Yeah, it, so. it, it, but it, it, it's grand. I mean, with this kind of second or third wave mm. sort of thrashed the way it is now, I mean, it, it's, a, it's a great time. That back in 2007, you, you timed it just right. Yeah, but, but well, it was not a, uh, you know, on, on purpose. No, no, it's, it's, it's just it great. It was just trying it since 2004. Me and my brother tried to, to get the band going in all uh, directions, but we couldn't find the right members, you know, who really wanted to do this, who really wanted to, to tour and, and all that stuff. Uh, not before 2007, when we got the, the singer Søren, and he was a really good singer and good friend also, and still good friends, but he wanted to, to go more in the hard rock direction. Ah. So, and he had a lot of offers to go that way, so he chose to go that, that way. But I would say, after we got Michael, it's got even better. You know, mm-hmm. it was good, so I know yeah, no problem at all there. It was, was functioned very fine. But with Michael now, we really had five dedicated guys who really wanted to do, do the tours, do the recordings, and all that kind of stuff. This is it. You, it, when it has to be all five. All five people yeah. have to be completely dedicated, one direction, facing the right way. Otherwise, it's like you say, it's not going to work. But yeah. Michael, it's funny you were saying about the previous singer wanted to go more hard rock. Because Michael's not a traditional sort of thrash vocalist no. either. It's kind of like a sort of a new yeah. wave British heavy metal meets kind of, you know, this sort of interesting blend. Yeah, because it's, the good thing with Michael is he has a very open uh, vocal range. He can, he can really reach a lot of things. He can also sing ground if you want that. So yeah. he's, he's, he's really keen, and, but the most important thing was when we choose Michael was he sang the old songs very good, mm-hmm. very close to the original singer. And yeah, but Turner in the band, many people said, You don't sound like it, you don't sound like it. So Turner chose another direction, and that's also okay. But, uh, but Michael really sounded that way, and, and you could see very, very fast that he was a very good guy and, and uh, was very easy to, to work with. If you said something to Michael, Ah, this sounds good, but can you try this this way? Nothing like it. Oh, I'll do this. Oh. <laughs> he tries things yeah. out, and uh, and sometimes it, it works. Sometimes it does, doesn't work. And, and but this is the, but this is the thing about 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 being open to trying things is that well, if you've done it your way, you, you you've got that. Mm-hmm. So it can't hurt to try something else. No, because it might be even better. You, yeah. you, you know, you've got your way. This it, it doesn't. It, it's just be open-minded, mm. but it's and that I, ego thing that says no. Yeah. I didn't say this is what I did. This is what I, yeah, yeah. It's you, control. It's control. Yeah, yeah. We, were, we were open-minded then because even if more than we come with most of the rich and, and stuff like that, it's not like like the the others can say anything or because we always into the song in the rehearsal room where all people are together, mm. and, and we pick the songs out of this who we think was the best, you know. So if Peter, for example, say, oh, I did that song, it's not so good, it's no problem. So we take it over and try something else. Yeah. So it's not like you say, I done the song, it should be this one, you know. And then, um, especially Josh, our drummer, is very good to get very good ideas to put in, in, the, in the songs also. Right, hang on, so you've got, you've got, a, you've got a drummer who's good at song structures and yeah. you've got a singer with no ego. Yeah. This is a weird band. Yeah, and I, think, <laughs> I think that's why one of the reasons now that uh, we've uh, got some doubt now, you know, to get out and play in really good, good places now and be in the United Kingdom for the first time. 
Mm. They've been playing, uh, we're going to do the US tour later on also. Wow, really? So yeah, also with Onslaught. Oh, cool. So almost one, one month and a half in US, USA and Canada. Wow. And right after that to South America for the third time. Right. So we really enjoyed it now. That's so weird. So you've been to South America, you're going for the third time, you know, yeah. and yet this is your first time in the UK. Yeah. So sometimes, it's so, sometimes it's strange, you know. We always wanted to play you in our kingdom, you know. And then when we got this offer from from Oslo, the nice corner and said, "Hey, we want you guys to do this with us after we've been playing in South America." Yeah. So we said, "Yeah, of course. We wanted to go to UK." No, that's so, that's so nice as well. It's it's like it, it's the bands be, between themselves mm. arranging it, and then just telling everybody else yeah. what, what to do. And yeah. because it's, it's it's works really fine when you play in South America, we have have a really good time and very easy to, to, to talk to over because they also started their band in nineteen eighty two. You know, yeah. so we are almost at the same age and level stuff like that. Eh? Yeah. So yeah. it's really easy for us to, to work together. So so why not do it? Yeah, no, that's great. And what's what's South America like for us? South America is fucking crazy. Yes, you know, if you play a song, for example, we have a song called "When It Comes," goes like this, and when we start playing the song, the people say the riffs, you know, and you never see that in Europe, but they they just on all the time, and if you finish playing, you can maybe use an hour or one and a half just to stay and talk to them and they get signed with the photos and stuff like that. But they won't allow it to go. They're just wow. to, to, to speak. And they were very sweet, you know, they're not sitting like they're pushing or anything, but they're very sweet standing and busting talking and 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 really dedicated. But that's so, that but it's great that the that more bands are getting out there as well. Because yeah. because that's an area of the world that's been started music. Really yeah. But also metal festival is a really big market. Yeah. People don't yeah. don't believe how many people come to the show there. Always when we play there's always packed. It's it's so damn good as a So how many how many people are there so uh, the, the clubs we played at was between uh, twelve hundred and and two thousand. Right, okay, every so, night. Yeah, every night. That's and that's, they, that's they only in Brazil because the next two we we do, we have uh, I think nine Places to play, wow. only, only in Brazil. Just wow, that's nice. Right, okay. Yeah. You can see there's a, a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't know there were. I didn't know there were nine cities in Brazil. They are so social problems of when also when you stop to play a song, you nearly can can say anything simply because you know on off all the time. Yeah, it's it's it's, kind of, it's almost like that sort of uh, childlike yeah. enthusiasm. Yeah. Like, wow, well, I can't believe I can't believe they're here. Yeah. I can't believe they're here. They are really good. That's a, you have to see so to believe it. I'm gonna have to yeah. reform, I'm gonna have to reform a band yeah. and get down just, just get down to get there. over there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just to get to South America. I can promise you, you won't regret. Wow, that's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. So, how did you find um, uh, Michael? The uh, you know? yeah, that, that was a funny thing because uh, Michael used to play in a in a cover band who uh, played Bristol Fade covers and King Diamond covers. Oh yeah, that's a, that's a great. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. When you said a covers band, I thought you were going to be like, you know, playing yeah. like Rolling Stones no, no. and yeah. not, not, not that kind of band. But, but <laughs> Bristol Fade, uh, and then the funny thing was, uh, we talked to him first time, he, he said, uh, you know, one of the first songs I heard in my missile business was The Almighty with that 
Oh, wow. So that was fun. So he was very glad to play that song. So then we we take that song up again in our set. I just really want to, to sing that. Is he, is he the, the same age as the rest of you guys as well? No, uh, he's, uh, he's a drummer and, and, um, and Michael is uh, about 36. Right. Yeah. He's a bit older. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you go. Yeah, yeah. But without you, there's no band. So it's, <laughs> sure. Hey, age is just a number. Yeah. As, 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 as I'm finding yeah. out every birthday. Yeah. yeah. As, as I say, it's as long as we have a lot of fun. And yeah. you can do it. Why not do it? Every day above ground. Yeah. You know, yeah. we, I'm not that kind of person who wants to sit in my home and watch the telly, you know, nothing happened. I said, I had to have something, some yeah. fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And see, see so many places of the world that we have, have done in the last three years. That's it's great. So how do you, what do you do when you're off the road? Do you have a, do you have a job? Is artillery just your full-time job? I've just stopped to work full-time. Right. So I do some, some what do you call it, um, there were some periods where I was working as a substitute. Oh, right, okay, uh, yeah. So uh, I had that way after the, our drama is uh, living up the resource and, and have some drum school. Right. And um, Michael is studying. He has his own company, so he can leave what he wants. And, uh, and Morgan is the only one who have, have a full-time job. Who has, he's the one who has a little bit problem sometimes. Yeah. As some of the some tours we have another kids player with us called Rune. So but we like to have more as possible as we can. Yeah. So and he he's trying to figure out something he something we can do more shows. But this is it, it's like now now the way things the way the business is and everything else is you want to get the right people in the band, but they've also <laughs> they've got to have kind of the, the right work set up yeah, as yeah, well of course. to make it all work. Also because Rune is very important also because you he wrote a lot of the songs also, like so, and uh, but he had, had, had some trouble with getting off some of the latest tours, but we hope that it will get better. So yeah, we're working on it. And uh, so Legions came out end of last year. Yeah, November. Yeah, um, and I mean you've been quite prolific putting, you know, it's just coming out, coming out, coming out. Mm. Um, how things are how things at home in in. You know, in, your, in the home country, is uh, you know, you, you are you getting are you getting bigger, you know? Yeah, I think so. Denmark is not so big a country, you know, it's only yeah. five, five million people in it, so they have a limited for for, for missile fans, in, <laughs> except for it was Volbeat or yeah, there's there's like always that. an exception yeah. like Volbeat in every yeah. country. There's always yeah. one band that blows up. Yeah. So, but yeah, elsewhere, I think more and more people are 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 us and and know yeah. what. Who we are now. Many people really know the name. But when you when you when you've been around for, for so long, um, you know, I mean, I know this to a much smaller extent. But when you've been around so long, um, that you can't buy that. You can't buy yeah. that credibility. You can't buy that name awareness. You know, it's just yes. you have to work for it. Yeah. Yes, that's what you um, And uh, also uh, in Denmark, there's. Yes. They're really looking away on, on the United States to see what kind of bands is picked there. Okay, yeah. we want to sound like this. Yeah. We always go the, the other direction. We always try to see, you know, our Danish band, we like to play Danish if we can there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we try to do, to do something like that. But, but metal over the years, not just thrash, but metal in general, um, it's, it's become much more um, 
yeah. led by America. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, we, you remember when it was like the new wave of British heavy metal and there was like yeah. Iron Maiden, Saxon, everybody coming up. And then when glam started, glam just was it's, the States yeah. and then thrash came out of the States. Mm. And, and the, the new, metal, new metal came out of the States, yeah. Uh, yeah so, that, I mean, they can take the credit for thrash and they can also take the blame for everything else. Mm. But it seems that that, that is now uh, the, the order of things. That's but I think also the thing in uh, German thrash band was yeah. also very early out. I remember uh, when we started to play, people used to call us a, a, a kind of punky motorhead. <laughs> they didn't call it stress at the time. They didn't know what to call it. No. Yeah. So they're back in, in, in bands like uh, Accept Past as a Shark and yeah. compared with, with old GPH and stuff like that. Yeah. Push our sound together, I would say, with, with some Danish elements, I think. Yeah. And uh, I think that uh, was uh, our, what do you call it? It was good for us to, to be so early out with that kind of style because the American stress was a bit different. Yeah. The German adjustment was a bit different at that time. Yeah, the, the, yeah. the Teutonic big four. Yeah. yeah. I well to a certain extent in, in my old band we had a we had a few sort of punk songs when we when we started mm. out and as we were coming through. Yeah. Um and I mean that died away, but it, it's it, it, you know, for me that's kind of that's that's my roots, you know. Yeah. I, you know, people like, you know, Jalabao forever who I've always kind of looked up to and mm. I mean it's, it's not a style that you can ever copy. No. <laughs> it's like it's not even singing, you know, it's just yeah. it's just jello being jello, but it's 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 an influence that's not metal that yeah. kind of blends and becomes thrash. Yeah. Because our main goal in the start was to take the old kind of bands like Black Sabbath, Sydney, Burber, all those kind of them, together with the punk aggression and put it together, you know, and so listen to to some sort of spark that's a sharp except for example. So it's the level and the tempo of and that's how it started. Yeah. So it's like it's like taking that it's like taking that old that old metal and just kind of just you know running an electric current through it yeah. <laughs> and just like you say, bread made just making it. It's funny when you were saying about you know you, you don't want to be sat in front of the TV, you want to be out doing stuff and yeah. and it's kind of like that's what you did with you know metal. Yeah. <laughs> it's like no, we want you know yeah. we want to do something with it, not just. You know. Always used to, to say in a bar would be a, a kind of rebels because we don't want to. We feel in that box. We wanna get more out and yeah. do other things, you know, and usual, usual stuff. When I look at many of my old uh, friends from the school, for example, and I see them, I think, oh, I'm goddamn glad I didn't choose that way. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. You know what I mean? Oh no, exactly yeah. what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. I've got friends like that. Yeah. Um, but but I mean, back back then, there there, there wasn't many bands doing what you were doing in. You know, in Europe, never mind Denmark. Yeah. I mean, you know, you must have just been well. It was you and, and Merciful Fate, and yeah. and that's that, and that's it. That's that's the Danish metal scene. Also, Primus was was okay, but it was another way, of course. Yeah, but they were, were kind of big at that moment too. But at that time, there was really a, you know a kind of competition between the halfway Merciful Fate Syria and Primus and some of those bands there. Airbanks, as we call them there. But so, but the thing about the thing about thrash and and and, and is that it, it you know it survived. And yeah. it, it still survives today, and and that kind of just sort of died away. Yeah. That, that side of things. And, and I think that's, that's because of the people who listen to this kind of music, they can see 
It's very honest, very from the heart. Yeah. Because integrity. If you don't play this with the heart, it's gonna be very boring. So you really have to put your heart in it, and then you know you know piece of people can see you really mean it. Well, it, it, it's funny you should say that because I, for me personally, I think um, uh, a lot of sort of modern thrash bands or. The, um, the way albums are produced now, the way they sound, they're, they're mm. lacking. They're lacking that that energy, that yeah. live, that in your face kind of. It's 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 kind of by numbers, you know. Yeah, yeah I think some some of them, I won't say all, some of them, I don't think really mean it. They sound, well, they sound like it because they just heard some maybe some new Metallica stuff and said, okay, this house presence, and they were out of of that, and the middle of those bands are tricking the drums and stuff like that. Yeah. And I think that's that's sad because it's, yeah. it's going to do all the songs very at the same kind of level, you know. It's, it does have so much uh, variation in, in the stuff. Yeah, and it's everything is everything is quantified yeah. as it's recorded. It sounds so clean, you know. Yeah, everything and as it's recorded, everything is 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 bunched mm. on time and on and, and yeah. it doesn't leave any room. And I think you have to leave room for for for. For life, for yeah. you know, for, and also for mistakes, because sometimes yeah. mistakes turn into. You can see, uh, you, you play the Legion, for example, was played uh, only two times drums. And you don't use triggers and anything. Just play them straight away, and then you take the bass with those two, no more. That's good to know. And uh, I think that that's giving it life. Yeah. And it, it, I think you, you can hear that when you hear the song, because if you came out this way and feel from the heart. Yeah. Yeah, because you—I mean, yes, you want it to sound, you want it to sound good, you want it to sound contemporary. Yeah. It's yeah. got to, you know, it's got to compete against everything else else that's out there. Mm. But it, it, yeah, there's nothing wrong with a bit of kind of old school no. life and enthusiasm in it, because that's, you know, that's that's yeah. at the heart of what thrash is about. It's the same if you take in and and an old blues guitarist, for example, plays uh, very much feeling, and you take some of the new uh, really hyped. It's a place they can uh, all of it, but they never get this. Yeah, that kind of touch. No, no soul. Yeah, no, no soul. soul. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a bit same for some of the stress. This space, the soul is lost because it's not coming here. Yeah, it's just all of it. Maybe they say, "Yeah, we want to be a hard thing. We want to stress," but it's, it's had to come from here. Yeah, I, I mean, I, the. I, there's not many kind of new school bands that, that that I like. The one the ones that I like are doing their thing. The ones that the ones that I don't like are the ones that you listen to the album and it sounds like they've catalogued riffs from yeah. early Slayer, early Nuclear yeah. Soul. Uh, right, okay, we'll put those there and mm, there you go. That's mm. that's a thrash song. That's for uh, yeah for the yeah. And, and you always try to see sometimes you come up with a song and you say. It's, it's maybe not Christmas, but let's see how we can make it heavy or something like that. Mm-hmm. For example, if you take it on our new album, we've got this song, uh, Global Flatline, for example, who's uh, very inspired, so all seven in the, in the first part, or a very stressy part in, in the middle. And at first, when you hear it, you say, ah, that's a strange combination, but it works. Yeah. Now, actually, I, um, forgive me, I can't remember the song, but there's a, there's a song of the new album that starts with, it's like acoustics, mm-hmm. and maybe some, it sounds really um, almost folk music. Yeah. Um, um, it sounds very kind of like traditionally Danish. I, I can't think what song it is. Maybe it's a ballad song. No, no, it goes mm-hmm. heavily. 
begins with A. My, my listeners will understand that because my um, brain, it doesn't work anymore. My, my memory is shot to pieces. Um, oh, I can't, I'm really, it's about six minutes long, starts, and, and I, I, I was listening to it today, and I was like, wow, that yeah. is, it, 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 I thought this would be interesting to see where this goes, but then the main part, the main part, the, um, uh, the, the sort of acoustic folky intro becomes the main riff, and I never saw that coming. Um, and uh, I, and uh, for people listening, getting frustrated because I'm getting frustrated, I will post the song online so everybody can see what I'm talking yeah. about. Uh, I've seen it's the court song called "To My Bone to My Bone." Yes, uh, yes, yeah. yeah. But we always try to incorporate some something like that or some Middle Eastern inspiration in, in the song because it gives a, a variety, mm-hmm. so we can make the song a bit, a bit stronger and more. Yeah. More, more, more stuff into the song, so much as you can, without doing only technical stuff all the time, you know. But still keep the hook lines yeah. very fast. So just feel the yeah. vibe. Yeah. So, first time in the UK, I've got to ask you, just changing subject, but going back to the what we were talking about before, how's it been? Have you enjoyed it? What's it like? What have you noticed? Yeah, I, I think it's been, been really cool. I think. Um, Playing a special first uh, shows in Ireland was really great. Yeah, they're, and, uh, yeah, they're great. And uh, uh, played in Glasgow was also very cool. Newcastle, Sheffield, Bristol, Bristol was really, really great also. Oh well, it's yeah, obviously yeah. lots hometown. Yeah, of course. Yeah. there was a lot of people there, really, really packed. And um, I think people, many people, I'm sure not knew us before, but uh, had taken us into their heart now. We sold a lot of merchandise, much more than I, than I had expected. Right. So that's, that's but that that's that that's that old school thing yeah, again. Yeah. You know, it, that, yeah, it's that. You keep going to pick it up in the concert because they, ah, I just heard that. I won't do that. You know, not that kind of downloading things. That's not the same. You know. So I think it's been really cool so far. Uh, I think the, the the especially the English uh, audiences is very listening. People mm-hmm. really. You know, we go to to stuff. What is it? What is it? What is this? And 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 really like it. And come after we we got really many people come and say it's the best show I've seen for a very long time. And that's really make us proud. You know. Yeah. It's really cool. Oh great! Well, it's hopefully it's been worth waiting all these years for. Yeah, I think so. And especially now we can can say now we play UK and. We always been asked to come back, so I'm sure we come back again. Yeah, no, that'd be that'd be good. And, but it's a shame, um, Hatred aren't uh, coming yeah. along, isn't it? But, I mean, obviously there's yeah, of few. course. I'm, I'm gonna, Everything changes. Yeah, I'm not enough to 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 shows with them because I think it's it was a good band, but I understand that uh, Steve wants to go back to it because of course. Yeah, yeah. He has been wishing that for a long time. Yeah. So unfortunately, we had to cancel some things because of that also, but. That's how, how it is in this business, you know. Yeah, always. So, yeah. yeah, just because just because the dates are published, the banners are there, and it doesn't mean it's actually going to happen. You can never know this business. Believe it when you're on the bus. Yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's This is true. Yeah, cool. Well, look, man, um, I know um, uh, we've got people queuing yeah. up to get hold of you. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure. And, you know, it's been really nice. And, I'm, you know, I'm really glad that you finally got over here and that you've actually survived Neat records. <laughs> that managed to kill most bands. Yeah, I, I know, and it was very close to kill us at one point. Also, it was always it was picked up by um, by um, Roadrunner for a third album. So, 
Long you ask me, you survive it. And now, and now you're a metal blade. You're doing a tour yeah. of you're doing a tour of iconic yeah. metal labels. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, look, I wish you all the best. Tonight. Looking looking forward to the show. Yeah, it's to me. Central to more. And let me know if you go to the bar. Oh yeah, we'll do. Definitely. And that was um, Michael there, Michael Stutzer, um, uh, with me. Yeah, um, there you go. Um, so, uh, yeah, a, a really nice guy. Um, I couldn't believe it. it was the first time in the UK. And, um, and uh, yeah, good old-fashioned singer problems. Hey, leave it. Um, uh, I've just been the bane of their lives. I couldn't believe like how many singers they've been through. It was unbelievable. And... Um, uh, yeah, as you can, uh, as you heard, uh, offering my services. Um, it was a really good night actually, because um, I interviewed, uh, I interviewed Michael there um, at the onslaught gig, and um, uh, I had a sit down, had a chat with Nigel Rocket. Got that on uh, in the can for um, for uh, another month. So don't worry, guys, that's coming. Um, and that was that was really cool, really cool to catch up with Nigel, and really good him to spend his time because he was just fucking under the pump, well and truly, and. Yeah, I don't know how he does it, but anyway. Um, so yeah, uh, that's that's pretty much everything, guys. Um, I hope you um, I hope you like the kind of um, the, the little little change around in um, in format there. Um, just you know, it seemed uh, seemed like a nice idea at the time. Um, you probably hate me for it, but uh, you know, I'm a cunt. You've got to expect it now, haven't you? There you go. I couldn't go a whole episode without uh, getting a good old cunt in. Yes, ah, there we go. I feel that's 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 good. Ah, the blood's flowing. So uh, so anyway, look. Um, uh, what can I say? As always, thank you so much to every single one of you that um, that that d- subscribes, downloads, listens on YouTube, tells friends, doesn't tell friends, likes the bit that I do rambling, hates the bit that I do rambling, likes the fucking interviews more than anything fight whatever whatever you're getting out of this right whatever you're getting out of this that's cool with me um uh, you know i'm i'm as i've said before i'm self-aware self-aware enough especially as a comedian um i'm self-aware enough to know that some people will be listening to this and they will just skip past the interviews of me talking in anything other than an interview and the worst part of the interview is when i speak and yeah you know, but hey if you just if you're going to the effort to actually listen to any part of this, then I thank you. Even if it is just to listen to, to just swear um, at me and call me a complete talentless fucking fool and a twat and I can't find do it because you know what I'm doing this and you're not so fuck you. No, I'm. See, I made somebody up there that probably doesn't really exist and I still had to get the better of them. Yeah, because that is that is how the comedian brain works. Yeah, and that's why I'm uh, 44 and single. Um, <laughs> there you go. Um, anyway, just let you in on a little bit more than you really need to know about me there. Um, but um, look, thanks for uh, I was going to say that, thanks for letting me come in your ears every uh, every month. Yeah, not not seriously, not like that. But thanks for just. Um, uh, downloading, listening, subscribing, streaming, whatever anyone's doing, and great, and thank you, and you're getting something out of this, then that is very cool, um, I'm glad you are, um, you know, uh, it, it's 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 an honour, um, so anyway, um, thank you very much, there's no song this week, by the way, if you were hanging out there, um, it, it was at the front, wasn't it, uh, yeah, um, so, um, so yeah, actually, 
actually, do you know what? I'm going on the fly. Let's um, let, should we pick a song for the end of it? Right. Okay. I'm just I'm working my laptop as well as talking to you guys here. So um, wrong folder. So you know here. Open the podcast folder. Oh yeah. Um. Right. Okay. What have I got in here? Um. I've got a few songs played by a few people. Um, and, ah, awesome. Ah, now, if I'm going to play you that. Right, yeah, okay. Right. I'm going to play this tune. Um, and uh, I, I kind of, well, I owe it to, um, uh, I, I owe it to All About Rock um, for this one. Um, they uh, kind of requested this. Um, because the guys at Heavy Metal PR, hello Heavy Metal PR, um, are, um, are, are, are basically representing them in there, and that's run by people who run that, um, All About the Rock, and um, they just kind of said, look, you know, could you um, see your way to go and listen to this and let us know what you think? Um, and I like it. Um, uh, it. It's It's not... Uh, it, it's not something that I'm like jumping up and down about and going, oh my god, you know, this is this is um, uh, amazing. Um, but you know, they they are they're, they're a good band. There's no doubting it. So uh, so anyway, and yeah, they're called One More Victim. Okay, so that's One More Victim. Um, but uh, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get to them in a bit. Uh, I just want to say, as usual, uh, thanks to everybody. Thank you very much um, for tuning in. Keep spreading the word, please. Um, really appreciate it. Um, it's always a pleasure and an honour to share this. What's coming up to be kind of two hours um, every every month now. Um, it, it's it's a pleasure sharing the time with you um, because you don't talk back, and I just get to spout all my opinions off. Um, basically, you know, yeah, that's um, that's why uh, that's why I spend a lot of time around. <laughs> Um, look, in all seriousness, thanks to you all for um, for tuning in. It's really cool. Um, Going to continue to get some cracking interviews. Um, got some lined up, um, which are looking very fucking cool. Um, oh, my phone's going mental. I'm getting loads of messages. Oh god, I've just been invited to I think about a thousand Mordred gigs all at once. Um, certainly right for having um, three, four Facebook sites. Anyway. Right, sorry, just got distracted there. Yay, Tangent, Tangent fans, yeah? Awesome, you had to hang in there, but there was another one left. So, anyway, right, let's get uh, let's get on to the meat potatoes. Let's get, um, uh, uh, let's get this song played. Yeah, it's about time. Um, so the band, um, as I said, is called One More Victim from Liverpool. Um, uh, so, yeah, fucking duck, duck, go them. Don't Google them, you're not an idiot. But yeah, just duck, duck, go um, and um, and find them. One more victim from Liverpool, um, and um, I, um, I I particularly like the um, the, uh, the beginning of it. Oh, sorry, the beginning, the title of this track. Um, uh, it's heavy as hell. There of that, there is no denying. Um, uh, please send uh, you know. Please get in touch with them. Um, and if you're a friend of the show, get in touch with me. Um, we've got the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash talking bollocks, except with a Z instead of an S on the end. Um, you can tweet at talking bollocks. Same deal, talking bollocks with a, a Z instead of an S on the end. Um, so yeah, you can go to the All About the Rocks website. You can find us on YouTube. You can find us on. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, um, fucking everywhere. So no excuse, you know. Come find us. 
tell us what you think. Rate us on iTunes, shy tunes. Um, it's lovely that we've now got we've now got six ratings. We we are now um, officially five fucking nuts. As the Mordred invites continue to come in, Matt Denny, looking at you. Um, so um, uh, yeah, uh, you, you can find us. You can find us everywhere. Um, and uh, yeah, if you want to do rate us on iTunes, we've got six six review uh, six. Uh, um, oh, not she's on the headboard. I fucking I don't know. Um, but yeah, that we're rated five stars. That's thanks to you guys because basically we're now past I think thirty thousand listens. We're we're just under five thousand subscribers, and six of you have managed to basically click on a, on one of those stars and raters. Six out of over. Oh, just under 5,000 subscribers on iTunes, yeah, six of you have managed to do that. Do that. Thank you so much. I don't ask much. I honestly don't. In fact, what do I ever ask other than just enjoy it, yeah? I don't even say, oh, please do spread the word. This isn't even that. It's just clicking on a fucking star. Six out of just under 5,000 of you. Aren't cunts. <laughs> I joke, of course. I know everyone's got better things to do and all the rest of it. Hey, if you're passing, you know, click a star. But seriously, don't make a detour for it. I know we've all got lives and we've all got priorities. So anyway, um, yeah. Um, uh, back to uh, back to playing some music because it's uh, it's time to see our way out now. Um, so it's back to one more victim, and um, uh, this is them playing us out this week. That's a bit of an old traditional saying, isn't it? Um, yes, it's one more one more victim playing us out this week. It's been a pleasure. See you next month. This is one more victim, and hang the fucking Judas. <laughs>
I'm not quite finished. Uh, I've completely fucked up, and yet I forgot to thank um, Adam at, um, at Riff Media, and also uh, to thank Andy Millen from Metal Talk um, for their exposure with the interviews with Acid Rain this month. Thanks a lot. There you go. A little bit of a uh, little bit extra there on the podcast. Well done, you, for listening to the end. You got to hear me say "cunt" one more time. Have a good month. Speak to you next month. Cheers. <laughs>